Hunting? Like, what do people are doing? Fuck Jeff Fisher. Obligatory fuck Jeff Fisher. I don't even have to come into the office. I can do this job from home. Who, who the fuck do you think you are, you crazy little shit? Security? I am Jack's smirking revenge. No, Sam Houston, you gotta drive a little bit for that. Yeah, and I don't know how many kid- people want to go to school next to a prison. Yeah, for real. Which it, it, is, it really is right there. <laughs> yep. It's a pretty good prison. <laughs> That's that's that is one way to pass the rock on to the football segment, <laughs> for sure. Thank you, thank you uh, for the golf clap that nobody can hear until Patrick puts it in in post. All right, if he remembers to, uh, listen, everyone. It is still the deadest of dead periods in the NFL uh, off season, but we are getting slowly. Uh, closer and closer to training camp where we're going to get more stories. Uh, we'll hear more out of uh, not just our respective teams, but other teams that will catch the national interest. So I will be keeping an eye on that to see what develops so we can talk about it here. But in the meantime, what we have this week is the Detroit Lions new helmet because Patrick insisted uh that we talk about it (laughs) he was very adamant uh listeners that we talk about uh for whatever reason a division rivals new helmet so patrick uh because you were very insistent you were almost threatening my entire uh existence on this podcast if we didn't talk about it uh let's just get into it right uh the design of the helmet kind of boring kind of eh but uh this is this is uh, your time to shine and to just shit all over the Detroit Lions, as you so often like to do whenever the opportunity presents itself. Uh, yeah, normally I would do that, but I actually don't mind the helmet. Uh, I thought the video was funny. The that's why I liked. That's why I shared it. Um, and then yeah, later I did I did send you a DM that was like, "We will talk about this or else," uh, as I'm known to do. Very threatening, man. Uh, but honestly, I do, I do think it's a kind of a cool-looking helmet. I know you might feel differently, but I actually, I actually do enjoy this. I think the Lions have a nice brand, like I like the color scheme, and I like most of the way their their jerseys look and logos and everything. So, I, I think I, I would. Like, I don't like, really hate on their look. I think I would like it better. It's just the too much blue on blue action on that helmet for me. 
just something yeah, about it. What I was saying pre-show is I believe I read it's going to be worn with like the mostly all gray jersey, so I think it's going to be all right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, the more I look at it, it's just. Uh, and I know they they pointed out what it all is supposed to mean, like the the purpose behind the entire design. Uh, which is what designed to celebrate the little two uh, two lines that they have where the line sits across from. Or sits across on, supposed to celebrate their 90th season, but like, man, it's just make both of those lines gray and not one blue and one gray, and maybe it looks a little bit better. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a design guy or anything, but anything close no, to I that. Think the I, idea. I, I was my, gonna say sorry to interrupt you. I think the idea is similar to most City Connect jerseys or whatever, where it's like we're only gonna wear these sometimes, so they don't have to look. You know, like they can look a little bit, a little bit different. I think is what they, I think that's the th- thought process. Yeah, and I've seen. I, I went on to Twitter just to see what the reaction was to this. I think it's gotten mostly, uh, positive, if not just mixed reviews. But yeah, I, I'm sure we'll see some more alt alternate uh, uniform and helmet designs for this season. Uh, and those are always great to talk about because you can just feel in like deep in the bottom of your soul that some of these teams who don't get it still won't get it, and they're just gonna give us a, a heaping pile of trash that we can point and laugh at, and then some can give us something where we'll be like, yeah, that's kind of cool. So uh, as the season or as the offseason progresses and we see more of this from NFL teams. Uh, we'll definitely make a mention of it because, you know, Patrick is, again, a very threatening man in the DMs. Now. Yeah, terrible. Yes. Now let's talk about men threatening each other in a hypo- in a, an actual hypothetical sense and then getting, getting physical. Getting physical. Uh, living up to those threats. It is time for the NFL Fight Club. Welcome. Past the Rocks NFL Head Coach Fight Club. This is Past the Rocks. Yeah, but fucking you fight cancer, you can fight Michael Carter too. Uh, let's see. We have three, I believe. Uh, we've covered three, no, four uh, competitors uh, who have advanced to the next round. So those are Mike Frabel, Dan Campbell, Ron Rivera, and Arthur Smith. Now, I think we all know what matchup we want to see. Um, YOLO is what we should do. Do YOLO ball. All right, let's go into Bethke's personal favorite matchup. And it's Mike Tomlin in a rematch against Kevin Stefanski. Now, for our loyal listeners, you may remember that this matchup was not settled on the football field via fisticuffs, but rather in a courtroom setting. Now, there may have been some, uh, some tomfoolery going on in that previous matchup, but Mike Tomlin found a way. He absolutely found a way to overcome Kevin Stefanski's lawsuit and uh, deck him one time in the jaw. I 
think this time around, Kevin Stefanski's maybe learned his lesson and has been training for a proper fight. But this is, again, uh, a democratic process where we all kind of give our insights into what we think would happen in this uh, kind of matchup. So without further ado, I'm going to let the most threatening man on this podcast, Patrick, give us what he thinks is going to happen in this fight. Patrick, Mike versus Kevin, who you got? Yeah, I, I think this is honestly one of the more one-sided fights we'll see here in the in the final brackets. Um, I I don't know what Fansky, I don't know what shot he has at surviving long. Mike Tomlin's Mike Tomlin's going to tear through him pretty easily, and I just don't know any way to put that outside of it. Just seems pretty obvious to me. Mike drop. We have Mike drop. We have Mike. Common on the board uh, with one vote to advance. Bethke, what say you? You know, honestly, I was thinking, is there any way that Kevin Stefanski could get Kevin Stefanski? But I don't really feel like there's any way I can cook this one up without burning my, 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 you know, my God tier card, my whatever you want to call it. What I don't even remember what we called it. Primetime Rewind. Yeah, my primetime rewind card. I feel like it would be poorly used on this fight, though I am tempted. I am tempted. It would. It could uh, ruin any agenda that you have further into the into the tournament. Though. Yeah, and I and I got off the the Stefanski dad jokes, so that was all I needed. So I'm al- I'm allowing him to be buried and Mike Tomlin to progress. Gotcha. So this is how I think the fight's gonna go, fellas. As we've all kind of. Uh, been aware for many years mike tomlin's that guy who has that dog in him you just know he has that dog in him what if he transformed into a dog not any kind just not any type of dog let's just say he transformed into just a a ferocious uh hybrid of a rottweiler and a pit bull i'd read that animorphs and yeah this is a complete yes 100 this is an animorphs episode or book uh, whichever one you, however you consume that series, Mike Tomlin transforms Kevin Stefanski. He's absolutely pissing himself. I mean, we are talking piss running down his leg. He is shaking. You can see his knees quivering. He's a, he has no idea what the hell is going on. He was prepared for good old fashioned fisticuffs. Mike Tomlin, however, Mike Tomlin has some magic. He has these magical powers that allow him to transform into a dog. And he just goes running right up into Kevin Stefanski. Teeth right in the throat. Just absolutely biting and choking the life out of Kevin Stefanski. Effectively uh, ending Kevin Stefanski's run. Uh, Not just in the tournament, but probably in life. Mike Tomlin advances to the next round to face our boy, Ron Rivera. Now. It's gonna be a prime time. Oh, that one, That's gonna that's gonna be a great matchup. Uh, the next matchup that I want to cover in this particular episode, I think it's gonna be a real fun one. The battle of the big boys. We have some heavy set fellas in this one. Mike McCarthy 
man who knows his way around a good Midwestern diet. And Andy Reid. Everybody loves Big Red. Big Red loves himself some cheeseburgers. Fellas, this one, this one is a titanic battle. Now, what, what Mike McCarthy may lack in sheer girth and tonnage, as a, as a reference to Skip Bayless talking about boxing in a very, very oddly sexual kind of way, he makes up for it. Quote Troy Aikman, I'm not so sure Skip's not gay. Oh, man, that was that was a great back and forth right there. Uh, yeah, you know, what uh, Mike McCarthy may lack in the in the Griffin and Dunge department, he definitely makes up for in his youth and probably in, in length, right? Taller man, younger. One could argue relatively healthier, but we're not sure. I mean... Again, this guy always sounds like he's ran a marathon in every press conference, despite standing still uh, during the entirety of a football game. Now, I, I I personally can't imagine the damage that these men would do throwing haymakers. So, as I try to contemplate what that looks like in my head, I'm going to allow Patrick, again, to lead things off and see what he thinks. All right. Up. So, there's gonna be a lot of pageantry. This is, uh, is this a WrestleMania one, type of match? Well, this one definitely got like it's not ESPN two, it's not anything like that. This is this is ABC. This is a uh, this is a big one. Um, oh, this is prime time. Okay, yeah, yeah, a lot of pageantry, a lot of fanfare. These guys are all oiled up. They're wearing uh, old school like wrestling, just leotard things, like the not like a no. WWE one, but like you'd see ah, like a class. Yeah, some, some yeah. good old wrestling. And uh, they're going, they're fighting. Uh, it's kind of back and forth, starting to look like Andy Reid's got him. Um, and then, unfortunately, Andy Reid, Andy Reid's heart stops, and uh, Mike McCarthy pins him and gets the upset. God damn. Because that was bound to happen when we put Andy Reid through a fucking fight club. Uh, <laughs> eventually, eventually that body wasn't going to be able to handle this. And it happened when he was fighting, uh, fighting old Big Mac. Woo, buddy. That one, that, that one hurt. That one hurt. Now, I'll say this. I'll say this. You, you may have a point here. You may have a point here. And Beth Key, I thought about this. I thought about about you uh, coming in after Patrick, but uh, I want you to hear me out as I will take the the second vote on this one. I'll allow it, right? Because maybe you'll see my side of things, or just vote for Caesar, what I have. Caesar to say. wasn't ready. Caesar wasn't ready well, for that. I wasn't ready for that, but now I am. Because now I have this pictured out. You're telling me that Andy Reid and Mike McCarthy, all oiled up in the middle. Of prime time ABC television, just duking it out. You're telling me right now that Andy Reid's heart gives out, in the words of Lee Corso, not so fast. Because I, mark it down, Patrick, am using my prime time rewind. 
We are putting Andy Ruiz in the prime of his life in this fight. So instead of his heart stopping, no, sir, his heart keeps going. Wait, is it punt, pass, and kick, Andy Reid? It. I mean, if that's the prime of his, of his only, life, that's only that's still sixth a, grade. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna go that I far. Mean, uh, I'm gonna go with I know, BYU. I know he looks like a high school senior, but I'm gonna go with uh, the the one that played offensive line in college, which I think that's what he did. Either way, I'm still gonna take a healthy Andy Reid in the prime of his youth. In the prime of his physical capabilities in this match against Mike McCarthy. And so, instead of Andy Reid's heart one given out, I think Mike McCarthy's lack of stamina is what ends up undoing what you just predicted. And Andy Reid manages to get this man in a sleeper hold and puts that man to bed. Andy Reid advances. If you clear out those arteries, then all of a sudden that's a way different fight. Yeah. And it's a healthy man going up against Arthur Smith in the next round. That's how I think this shit goes. Bethke, finish things off. Where do you see it happening? The only variable that you guys couldn't plan for. He's from the Steel City. It's in the water. Therefore, it's in his DNA. You know why the eyes don't, they don't meet in the middle? When Mike McCarthy was a young man, his dad used to just have him take down the trees by just ramming his head into them. (laughs) And they would chop it up into lumber. So he has CTE going into this one. Well, it just it, it moved the eyes a little bit. The eyes. He's he's juggernaut, dude. Apparently, I'm just saying. So in this situation, after throwing his first fight in a very intelligent manner, the new the the full the full force version in the eleventh seed, Mike McCarthy. Now a human version of uh, Juggernaut has just ripped a hole straight through Andy Reid. And he even grabbed a hamburger out of the artery and snacked on it on his way to the next fight. God damn. damn. That is is celebrity (laughs) deathmatch. That is Mortal Kombat. That is me wasting my rewind. Thinking that maybe just maybe. Listen, it's it's my boy Andy Reid. I got no, I understand. I completely understand. I just yeah. I I thought you saw the writing on the wall on that one. (laughs) I was no, I I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe that this guy plus I look at the rest of the bracket. yeah, this was his Alamo. I'm like, listen, I'm not gonna let this man get clean sweeped. He's going down with a fight. And plus, I look at the rest of the bracket, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm if I'm <laughs> going to use this on anybody else, honestly. So, I had, I had to do it. I had to defend my guy this, in a losing effort. Mike McCarthy, I think, you're, I think your time in Dallas is coming to an end here soon, buddy. 
But your time in this tournament continues on. You will face Arthur Smith in the next round. And the next week, we will finish out the remaining two fights. We have Bill Belichick in the eighth seed against D'Amico Ryan in the ninth seed. The winner gets to take on the insane Dan Campbell. The number one and overall seed. The number one overall seed and probably the greatest dark horses in this entire in this entire tournament. He is the wise one. The sage. He is the master Roshi. Robert Of, of uh, head coach Fight Club. Pete Carroll against <laughs> Robert Sala. One can only imagine how this fight could go. And if it's anything uh, like Pete Carroll's last or first appearance on Head Coach Fight Club, we're in for a real doozy here, folks. But until then, that concludes this week's NFL segment and NFL Head Coach Fight Club. And then I don't know, make some clapping noises. Yeah, just insert some, insert some like music on that one. <laughs> to end awkwardly, um, I, there is Mavs-related information to relay. I was oh. I was gonna say real quick, is there anything more little brother Mavs than when the Spurs get this giant French guy? The Mavs are like, oh, we'll just get this uh, Montreal French guy, Olivier <laughs> Massons Prosper. Who? Hey. And that is a fair. That is a fair thing to say. Um, at the same time, I am really. But that is what we wanted to see from the Mavericks. That was. Really I was going to genuinely ask, genuinely ask you about the guy because I've never heard of him. So the the kid, I'm only going to be able to give you as much information as you're looking at because I know I know one little bit more than that. Um, but the idea is these are the Mavs. The Mavs drafted a kid named Olivier Maxence Prosper. Prosper. Prosper in English. So essentially, let's talk about the move first and why this is why I'm very pro Mavs. Even if this guy doesn't, who knows what this guy is really? What, unless I'm seeing something different, it looks like they just took on a contract essentially. So in the contract space that they got getting rid of Bertans, they added Rashawn Holmes. And as a result, the Kings paid them the 24th overall pick to do so. So now the Kings can spend a little more money in free agency, which makes more sense for their team as well. Um, I love that Wait. because that's the kind of crap that the Mavs, you're, or the reason why the Mavs have. You're saying that this, this oh. happened because of the trade they made today? Yes. The Mavs getting the, making the trade earlier that got Bretons, that freed that up trade Bretons. Isn't, but that trade isn't and, official. Right. The non-official trade... How do they get to use that? Because that'll, it, they're all, I'm sure that this is also going to be a July 6th trade now. Um, but I hate I, to be that horse, but the NBA could really simplify how their casual consumers are understanding the draft process because. No, we're, we have to gatekeep. I'm sorry. Patrick, Jesus. You, you, if you don't study the CBA, then you don't get to. I'm usually, play I'm club. usually <laughs> got, I usually got tired head or I'm lost at like once someone mentions bird rights and then it gets so much deeper than that. Bird rights are really simple. Yeah. Bird rights is just you drafted the guy and now you have the rights to pay him the most for his entire career. And they go away. Fair enough. The player declines like, him to leave something. Would, would the Mavs guy that they're getting 
that traded from the Thunder, would the Mavs have his bird rights or no? Because they didn't Correct. draft him. No, they, they do. That they, they do. This is technically drafting him. Uh, if you trade for somebody who's been drafted, you you re, you retain their bird rights too. Like even if you do like Donovan Mitchell, they they trade for Donovan Mitchell to retain the bird rights. Interesting. So they still the Cavs can still pay him the most uh, eventually. Got it. Um, <clears throat> but um, what's it called? Um, it, yeah, it basically only breaks when a player leaves in free agency. Uh, Chris Paul is like one of the only guys, that's what they've been talking about is Chris Paul is one of the only dudes who's been able to keep his bird rights despite moving through team to team to team. Cause even LeBron had to, had to dip out on those too. Um, but, um, yeah. So the, anyway, I, I really like that. Um, Rashawn Holmes was a guy two, three years ago, you would have been more excited about, um, at this point, you know, you're you're really just excited about the opportunity to bring in this young man, this athletic kid. Um, realistically, I guess the only thing I'm looking at is um, Rashawn Holmes is a good innings eater. Maybe this allows you to move on from JaVale McGee's contract uh, in a different move. Um, and then Rashawn Holmes plays a lot of the minutes in the regular season as you prepare with Lively. Um, they're definitely different styles of bigs, but you know, essentially that helps you adapt. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is very much in the Montrez Harrell vein of bigs. Like this guy's very useful in the regular season, and he's almost completely unplayable in the playoffs. If you know that, and he's paid it like that, it's a good player to have. If not, it's annoying. He's probably just a little bitty bit overpaid on that, but I think it's just a year that they have to eat that contract. Um, so let's look at that as you yeah double continue. check that for me. Um, but ultimately, I like that they got the twenty fourth pick. Um, the, the this kid from Marquette um, had been shooting up draft boards. That's why he was in attendance tonight, actually. Um, so I, I, I like it. Uh, I think okay. that I think that they got a good steal. I think he's a good player for their range. Um, I, you know, is it going to come down to another guy that can't shoot? Unfortunately, that could be a situation there, um, but I like the idea. Um, the Mavs understand that, and I think you know maybe they feel comfortable bringing in guys who can't shoot with the development of a Josh Green, knowing that they've got one guy that's bought into it. As long as they can find other guys that'll buy into the process, they can fix some of these issues and give them efficiencies in ways that will work with Luca and Kyrie. Because I think ultimately that's the. I'm not as worried about the offense because I trust what the what can be created just by having those two guys on the court regularly. Um, so, like Denver, you know, don't be afraid to go a little in on defense, even if it hurts your shooting, because you have two very special offensive players that can kind of deadlift your offense if it starts to sputter out. Um, so... That's where that's where it's interesting, and you know we were thinking all you do is combine shooting, 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 but realistically, if Kyrie Irving and Luca are your best players, then just like the Nuggets, you need to consider defense stronger than offense almost because your two best players are amazing offensive players, but are you know above average at best defenders. So, if you had to give me a ridiculous, uh, or as you would say. Your ESPN 
comp, totally grounded ESPN comp for for this guy. Uh, what are you thinking? I don't know enough on the tape for that much. If you wanted to have fun with it, I guess you could just do. Um, I don't know who's a real high. I mean, I guess like Contavious Caldwell Pope. If you want to be recent about it, just a lanky wing that, um, you know, you hope can play three and D. I don't know enough about his numbers if he can shoot like that. I don't. I didn't even see enough to know that he can put the ball on the floor. So we'll see how the kid actually plays. Um, but no, so, I don't know enough about his. Uh, his collegiate three point percentage is not great. Yeah, that's what I was assuming based off of his profile. I was like, yeah, yeah you probably can't shoot unless if you could shoot, you'd be a lot higher. <laughs> yeah, his uh, his career three point percentage is thirty one point six. Uh, he shot 16.7% as a freshman at Clemson. Uh, <laughs> and then his free throw percentage is rough, too, at 74.9 career. Well, there you go. So maybe not even a guy who really has a huge impact on this year's Mavericks. But, look. I mean, it, he will only turn 21 next uh, <laughs> it, next week or in two weeks. So, Good. you know, he still has plenty of time to develop, even though he played for three years in college, weirdly enough. Yeah, yeah I feel no, like you could. I like that. You could teach someone to shoot if they are willing to listen. I definitely think that that has to be more of a responsibility we put on the teams. Yeah, I mean, yes, accepting your role. And it's also about shooting in certain ways, right? Like Josh Green is getting good at shooting corner threes because that's the easiest shot because, you know what I mean? Like everyone yeah, needs you to need understand. the player to adapt to the system he's in and agree to do that and then get whatever your coaches are, your assistant coaches, to actually teach him something that he's never – been taught before because he's just been naturally too good to have to learn yes yeah so in in, in this case he maybe he's um not as used to playing at a high level maybe he's a late bloomer so um we'll have to see some of that stuff um it just reminds me of the how we have to remember history and why it's important the reason people shoot corner threes is because san antonio figured it out they were like, we can teach guys who can't do shit to shoot a three ball. And there is no better case than Bruce Bowen. Because Bruce Bowen would not be an NBA player in 90% of the versions of the NBA. But he was in the NBA at the right time. And he learned the right trick at the right moment. And now, you know, he has really one of the really remarkable career. All Pretty in all. solid defender as well. Right, yes. But... Ultimately, we have, you know, yeah, we've had bad offensive players. He just really, but I think, you know, I think my, my point was more or less he couldn't have gotten away with almost no, 90% no. of the shit that he got away with. <laughs> like Bruce Bowen, there's rules that are implemented because of Bruce Bowen. That's how much of a rule breaker he was. Well, yeah, uh, it's not rule breaking if there's no rule. Yeah, right. Well, rule creator in that way. <laughs> um, like Shaq, right? Like Shaq, they had to create some rules yeah, for Bruce, Shaq. Bruce Bowen's done more for player safety than any commissioner ever has. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely look at it like that. You could definitely look at it like that. Um, so, yeah, I um, it's it still kind of baffles me how many guys aren't willing to do it. But then at the same time, I'll never forget and I've said it a million times, the, the swaggy P tweeting out one day, uh, it's a lonely life for the corner, and he used a different word. I'm going to use man, the corner man. 
says it's a, it's a lonely life for the corner man and that has always stuck in my head about that. It's I, we always make it seem like it's so simple, but it is really like you know you see PJ Tucker's made a career out of it at this point where he can't do shit else but stand in that corner and make like thirty five ish percent of those. It's similar <laughs> to being like a bullpen pitcher or a kicker in the NFL, where it's like, yeah. all right, you're you're gonna get called on a couple of times a game, and you better you better do your job. But the difference about your thing is you're gonna play in the playoffs because you can play defense you know what i mean you'll yeah. the issue is you'll have guys like sam hauser or even davis bertans you know since he's the guy at the moment you guys are more familiar with him davis bertans is a nice player under the right circumstances for the mavericks he was even a decent player ultimately the issue is a little bit more about <clears throat> what you give me defensively compared to offensively some guys can get away with it, right? Jordan Poole was walking that line where he could give you enough offense to where you didn't mind off the bench losing men, losing the plus-minus with him defensively. P.J. Tucker, he can miss a shit ton of shots. He's still playing because he's a grinder on defense. I mean, Duncan Robinson couldn't play most of the regular season, and then all of a sudden he can play, and guess why? It's because he's not a great defender, but he knows his assignment. He's holding down the fort. Um, so that's why I, I I like the guys who can play a little defense, and I can teach them how to shoot decently, whereas there's still plenty of guys who will come in and are basically like more or less bigger versions of Jimmer Fredette, if you guys remember Jimmer and why Jimmer was mm-hmm. so yep. successful and not successful. Um He's still successful, but you know his his version of basketball doesn't work when you're not athletic enough. And even for the guys who are athletic enough, it's kind of hard. So, um, yeah, I, I like I said, I, I like the def- I like the defensive mindset for this Mavericks team. Um, that was the only other thing to really note right now. There's some other interesting things uh, actually. Uh, Denver just. Uh, selected a guy with their the pick they traded in for at the end of the first round, and uh, I think there's a lot of people that are excited and they're going to be hyping up that pick because that was a big sleeper I had heard. Julian Strother from Gonzaga, cool name. The farm system getting loaded. Grand Rapids Gold guys, watch out! Grand Rapids Gold's going to take home the G League title. You know, I'll I'll go to that. I'll go to that uh, G League title game. We can make it. We can make it a, a live podcast. You know what? An off-season game. I'm gonna make, and I don't want you guys to spoil it. I'm gonna, since eventually we'll have to announce whatever the hell they're gonna name the Portland team. I want to do a pop quiz with you guys and see if you can name how many of the G League teams you can name. It's gonna like, be a really short list. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll play. I'll try to make it somewhat easy so you guys don't get scumped. I think I'll just tell you. The mascot, and then have you guess the city, and I'll let uh, you guys have a pool of cities either that or at. doing it like do it where it's like it's like all right, is this a G League team, an MLS team, or a women's <laughs> softball team? All right, Major League Lacrosse. Okay, yeah, it might be. Able yeah. To do that. Okay, that might yeah. work. Yeah, that works. That that way we're no, not that, embarrassed. That requires more work out of you, so I don't necessarily want to force you into that path, but. No, no, I like it. That'll help commit to the bit better. <clears throat> the version that of that notes. game that I've heard played on the ticket is when they'll do, is this a Texas Ranger or one of the lost Chilean miners? 
Bro, what? They yeah. still do that? No, it was just okay. It was at the when, time, the, when that was a time when that was topical, yeah, and it was oh, a funny fuck. bit I'm to glad... know how many people don't know the the Rangers well enough to know. Dude, I my notes started with make a reference to the submarine, and this is how far we've gotten before I remembered that. It's this... a submersible, sir. It's not a submarine. Yeah. Well, Actually... it's a fucking. It it's. You know what? I'm not gonna. People are yeah. passed on. It's yeah, I'm it's just. Been, it's been memed out enough, probably already. Even though it was memed out before we really knew what was going on. I mean, it was nice. It was an interesting week on Twitter. We had Mariah Mills just going nuts, and then as soon as we were all over her, it was like, wait, what did a bunch of billionaires do with the submersible? Then you find out about the submersible being made of duct tape and equipment made from Camping World, and it just, bruh, the memes just went wild after that. Oh, no, it's it, it's tough, too. And their CEO tried to play some, you know, blame the U.S. government thing, too, and it was, it was nasty when you get into all of it. Um, but you, I will say, one of, the, one of those Twitter moments where did, the whole app just stopped for basically a, the better part of a week. And was just like, nope, we're not talking about anything else. There was even some, you know, NBA trades that were just kind of like, oh, that is interesting. But also, here's some more submer- submersible. No, jokes. it was yeah, it was closer to the Chris Rock slap. <laughs> yeah, very close to the Chris Rock slap. Yeah, or the that might have been the last if, one, depending on what your timeline looks like. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, unfortunate. Also. James Cameron did not have to come out on TV and say that he's done that trip 33 times. That was disrespectful. <laughs> he didn't have to not have to flex like that. And he was wearing like Just a fox. Dude, he was putting he, up Hall of Fame numbers, baby. Dude, and he was wearing like a fox uh, motocross shirt. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> he, my, my guy was out here. He's like, you're going to put some respect on my name. So anyway, um, ultimately, Darwinism is a bitch. Um, regulations are good, not always perfect, but they they have they there are there for reasons. And uh, we just hope that everybody learned a lesson and enjoyed the jokes. But also, don't be a dick about the jokes. If nine eleven taught us anything, is that you can make funny jokes without being a complete dick. But you can also make Four. really, really great jokes by being a complete dick. <laughs> it balance is all things should be. Choose to walk the force however you want, Padawan. Uh, here's a totally off-topic thing that I was thinking about earlier. I feel like if I was 18, 19, whatever, and I was like going to be in the draft, and they're like, you're invited to come on down, I'd be like, no, nah, instead what I want you to do is... When you're talking about me, cut to this live stream of me working out in the gym during the draft. It's like me just doing reps, taking shots, working on my free throws. Uh, I think that would be a really funny PR move for someone to do someday, and I'd like to see that happen in some draft. You know, because like in the NFL draft, you get like videos of guys just sitting in their living room. But it would be a lot cooler if he's out there working. No, it would be a lot better is when they cut to him. 
and he's just waiting for the cut, but nobody tells him that they've cut to him, so he's just standing there. <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, I, I need to be shooting some shots, putting some shots up. Basically, that, I want to do the Randy Moss, or sorry, the the T.O. Uh, driveway. Was it T.O. sit-ups in the driveway? Yeah. Oh, who could forget? But I, that, that to me is going to be the the most entertaining thing I could see at a draft at this point. Uh, That's fair. Yeah, especially also, now with the, the whole trade situation being all weird and wonky. Well, actually, just noticed that they added on the board, um, on the big board in the actual arena, it shows the, the where the picks have been traded to. Yeah. I don't think they did that before. I'm also probably going to rewatch this tomorrow because I really liked what ESPN set up with their broadcast team. A little still too much Stephen A for me, but it looks like they set up a really good Look, juxtaposition. Man, they're paying him a lot of money, bullshit. all right? <laughs> yeah, but it's I like the four that they put together. Reddick, Billis, uh, um, Andrews, and I still know this young lady's name. She's new, but she's good. I like her. They need to keep her. I haven't had any she of the sound about real or things. anything, so I don't know what they're actually saying. <clears throat> I can only Let's guess listen to a little on. bit before we started. I think this is our second Kobe drafted tonight. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Kobe's coming in the next decade full of Kobe's. How many LeBrons do you think you're going to get? Ooh, that might That's take a, a second, but eventually we'll get a LeBron. I agree. We will get a LeBron. I mean, Bronny's about too far away. <laughs> I mean, no, well, no, no. For... A non not related I know, to him. I know. Um, let me let me get forget. like a. I want to get some white kid out of Duke, whose dad just really loves LeBron James. Like <laughs> you know what, son, I'm gonna name you after LeBron. But then he spells uh, it differently. Like the way that uh, you get like Haley spelled like 15 different ways. So you get LeBron, uh, spelled like. L E I G H. Yeah. And then Braun. Braun is spelled instead of like B R O N, it's like B R A U N. So it's a really bastardized version of the name LeBron. But no, you know it should be like, like Creo. Make it Creo so it's like LeBron. LeBron. That's, a, that's also a good one. <laughs> so you got, uh, how, how would you spell it? Yeah. X. Yeah. LeBron. LeBron. I like. If your last name is James, you can name your kid Luca LeBron James, and then he could be LL Cool J, and then you're just set. Oh, That's good. okay. Okay, Luca like LeBron that. James. Okay, I and like you that. You could definitely play a Duke if your parents named you after Luca and LeBron. That sounds like you're white <laughs> as hell, so. <laughs> I'm about it. I need, uh, I need somebody to do this for us. What if I was to name my son Rashid? You know, that would be very on brand for you as a Rashid Wallace guy. Yeah, I mean, I, it would it would make me happy. There's no way I would ever get that cleared, but it would. I'm just saying, I listen. You 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 have maybe not on the first born, but the second born. Rashid Rashid Ball don't lie, Bethke. Middle name is actually Ball don't lie. <laughs> I don't think he could get that one approved, but maybe 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 get the second one approved. I don't know. Oh man! You just have to. You're going to get to a point where people just start naming their kids after memes. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've I've seen it. Now, believe me, I've seen some some names on some attendance rolls where I'm like, "Yo, you never stood a chance, kid." <laughs> Everyone wants to be unique, and it's hard for me to say that that's a bad call when I grew up being an Infinity Jacob. I'm like. I just didn't even have that name. That name just like didn't even need to exist for me. <laughs> That's weird to think it's about. Like, it's just funny though, because it's it's very like, and I'm sure there's plenty of other people with very common names. Well, in my say Caesar's, before. Caesar's pretty damn common too. No, not not as common as you think. At least in my lifetime, I've not met that many Caesars, but all the ones that I've met yeah. have been inferior in one way or another. So it's I can think about it. At least five off the top of my head. Which maybe uh, just has to that, do with where I grew up or something. I don't know. but I mean, uh, let's see. In middle school, uh, I remember this. There was three, if you count my, myself in there. Uh, but I made sure to establish uh, name dominance by changing the names of the other two Caesars. And so yes, for I the know. remainder of the year, no, no, not even that. That's too close. <laughs> that was too close. Uh, we addressed one kid as number three. Because uh, he was the third, uh, alphabetically. And then the other one, I don't remember what we called him, but I just remember that he had a shag. He had a South Dallas shag. Uh, which did not work on him at all. Uh, so Shaggy? <laughs> no, it wasn't shaggy. I think it was something close to, like, Bob or something. But uh, I managed to get the entire, uh, the entire, uh, class to just refer to them by those names so yeah not too many not not too many caesars that i've known outside of that and then like uh a frat uh another frat brother from a different chapter but yeah i don't i don't meet too many you know five caps from other chapters uh one time we had the the austin ones come by if you You kept up with those people you don't remember that day? We had like, uh... dude. I just went there to get free food and to hang out on. No, they the they visit us for a day. No, they visited us. They visited us one like uh, one I or two times. Didn't say anything to them. I probably just ignored their presence. No, you probably weren't there. We had a we had a <clears throat> fight night with them in the chapter room. Um. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't. Yeah. That sounds like something I would have attended. Maybe I was in a position in the fraternity in which I was. I knew that if I attended that, I would have been. You were probably taking away plausible deniability. You were probably on Fry Street with the other uh, old. Oh, I was handling business then. Yeah, because I remember, for the most part, the the the. the brothers in our, in our chapter who were there were not very long established members. So that makes sense. Yeah, well, that's what the new members are for. And so they had me box the other Caesar. They he went by Cesar, and apparently I was I was disqualified for a late hit. And I'm like bullshit. This mm. came out as he was falling down. Okay, oh, dirty fighter. Hey, when you're this height, you can't fight clean. I'm sorry. Cracking up. ESPN just put Detroit's needs are a wing, a wing depth, and a healthy Cade Cunningham. <laughs> I well, mean, they definitely didn't one. go with that. They didn't get that in this pick. Uh, James Nashi. Yeah, he's a quick riser too. Um, interesting choice of team, though. 
So now they have a little bit of a log jam at the center position. I feel like they so always do for some reason. Isaiah Stewart could be on the market, which is an interesting piece because like he could turn into somebody's useful rotation player soon. We'll have to keep uh, our eyes on that. This might be more of a prospect, though, like because people really, really like him, but he's very, very raw. Yeah, it, it didn't look like he played that much for Barcelona either. Just... Why didn't he get to meet Adam Silver? Because <clears throat> it's officially the second round now. Oh, yeah, yeah, good call. Now you have to hang out with Mark Tatum. Yeah, well, you know. The guy who was hoping that Adam Silver would have taken over Disney. By now. But, you know, Disney's got their own issues that they probably could use uh, Silver. Where to... Where to store all the money? Yep. Put it in a hundred car washes. So the Celtics, the Celtics are getting a Nigerian guy. No, that wasn't. Oh, was yeah. that the Celtics pick? Yeah. No, that was the other pick. Uh. No, the Pistons got that. No, the Pistons picked that. Yeah, I thought it said it. proposed trade to Boston on there. Maybe maybe it did. So that makes a lot more sense for their the the roster fits then. <clears throat> Just thinking that's the worst culture that you could probably go to as a Nigerian coming to America. No, it's okay, so yes, you were right, but no, you were wrong. <laughs> so yes, it was the Celtics pick, but they had already moved that again to Charlotte. So he's going to Charlotte. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gotta love the NBA draft. So dumb. Uh, yeah, it's it's fine. It's just I would rather just have all the information up front instead of having to do equations and balancing balancing equations. That's why I basically just kind of watch it. Like I just kind of watch and enjoy, and then I go through the ESPN thing tomorrow, and I'm like, all right, what is okay? They got these guys. They got these. Just kind of make sure that I'm right in my head. And the luck of your team having the first pick kind of means they're probably not drafting for someone else. Yeah, actually, I was surprised that San Antonio just got back on the clock. They hadn't taken anybody else, right? Nope. This is, yeah, this will be the second pick of the night. Very patient and pragmatic, but there's some dudes that have fallen, so I'm a little surprised, but I guess uh, maybe next year the Spurs will be more frisky with assets. We got, I think we have two picks in the first round for the next three years, so. Yeah, that's why I was wondering if they would if they would try to just jump into it now. They'll probably use that um, for actual trading of a established player at some point. Well, this pick's going to Minnesota anyway, apparently. Yeah, yeah weird. Maybe we're getting Carl Anthony Towns for this second round pick. That would be pretty funny, I'm not going to lie. Carl Anthony Towns. See, that's where I am still. Like, There's got to be some trades coming. Or maybe we're going to see some but right before the season trades this year. It's, it's hard to feel like it's this quiet given how much is still up in the air. I think tonight needed to happen for some guys to start reevaluating. Probably. Probably. Let's see. Well, all right. Well, I guess we can hang it up. That would have been a cool thing to end on as the Spurs pick, but then fucking. Hey, they're still going to make the pick, guy, so. Brian, Brian Wright. Yeah, uh, I mean, like. You know what? They're gonna go and get some some dude we've never heard of. 
Dude, I just want to know what Leonard Miller did to people because I just want you guys to just eventually put on film with this kid and like how no one has tried to take this kid just based off physical abilities yet is kind of kind of a little amazing to me. He was like one of the best players in the G League last year. Yeah, what's more <laughs> confusing is it looks like the Spurs are doing it for two future seconds, which I don't really understand. They basically just don't want to roster this position yeah. for whatever reason. Probably because they're going to sign Kyrie, get LeBron to trade over here. Oh, LeBron <laughs> and Kyrie in San Antonio. LeBron, Kyrie, Victor, Jeremy, and Kilden. It's my starting five. Oh, but there it the is, actually. The so y'all yeah. just picked Leonard Miller for. Yeah, I saw that. Well, Minnesota. I didn't know if you had already seen that, but I was reading it while you were talking. So. Yeah, that was his fall. That was an unnecessary fall, but good for Minnesota. Very good for Minnesota. A little disappointed in San Antonio, but I think you guys already have redundancy at this position, so I'm actually kind of happy y'all didn't take Leonard Miller. Yeah, I mean, it's just picks that we can use to get something else later. They're going to go yeah, get... I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. You'll see the highlights they're about to show, actually. I'm looking at... I mean, this. look at this athleticism, bro. Like, how it took this many picks before somebody was like, yeah, let me get this kid in the building. Kind of phenomenal, but that's how this day goes. Six ten, two thirteen, forward. All right. I love yes, when they put those the shooting. The, those weird looking yeah, shot. But, yeah, and that doesn't matter to what you're buying. That's not what you're buying anyway. Seven two wingspan. Okay. This is what you're buying. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that just he's playing he's playing with kids right now. We already got Wemby, so yeah, and, and with with Jeremy and with Kelvin, and there's just yeah, the last thing the, that he needs is to be buried behind that that group. Oh, he is he is milking this hug right now with the deputy commissioner. I mean, I love, he, love this. Yeah, he he made it through the G League, which is he's like, man, please, please, I don't want to go to Minnesota. Opportunity. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know. such a good spot for him. I, I honestly, go, it's good even if they do play keep Cat. Yeah, he is about to have to cover a lot of ass for whenever Carl Anthony Towns decides not to do his job. But if if Cat even stays with the team, Can honestly, that seems like a pick that you make to try to keep him. in America. I think that's GG Jackson, man. It's tough to see GG fall too, but that one's kind of been expected. That could be a really good value. Is it Gigi Jackson? Yeah, Gregory Jackson is how they have him listed. Yeah, he was he was definitely a top uh, lottery projected guy for the better part of a year. And his his season in South Carolina just went really weird. So we'll see. But is telling me that the best available guy, and this is not off the broadcast, it's not now on the website, uh, Rayan Rupert. Yeah, the French guy too. That's a little surprising. The the third French guy. There's a there's a fourth French guy, CD Cisco. Oh yeah, CD Cisco. Yeah, there's a fourth. Yeah, but I think we all knew he would be a second round. Damn, France is showing out in this one. Yeah, so do France. France is going to be on our ass, boy. 
on our ass. Canada too. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, uh, you guys. I might have to might have to pull the ripcord here. Yeah, yeah. No, we're good. Otherwise, we're gonna get into niche G League players at this point. <laughs> Who knows yeah. though? You just turned it off, and the next MVP could have just been selected. So hey, you know possible. what? Let's hope that way we can. The odds, the odds say very unlikely. Yeah, maybe they'll find another fat guy who likes horses and is just happens to be really fucking good at basketball. Or maybe he was already taken first overall. <laughs> Lightly, but doubtful. All right, we're well. gonna we're gonna go based off recent history and say the uh, fat guy. We uh we have the off season still ahead with plenty of twists and turns. A new regime in San Antonio is beginning, and the Dallas Mavericks look like they care about defense again. Yeehaw, brother! And the Rockets got a steal at twenty. So Texas Triangle getting spicier by the minute. One can only hope that it continues to uh, to be that way going forward. All right, guys. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Enjoy. Make sure you stay until pick 58. We'll we'll see you all next week. And then the week after that, I'm going to do a special report on the Dave Chappelle stand-up. That's a good tease. I like that. You're welcome. All right. right. Later, fellas. Later. Thank you for listening to Pass the Rock, episode 20. Don't forget to listen to us a billion times a day, all day, every day.